You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Half hour. Hello and welcome to Half Hour, an entertainment podcast through Two Worlds Entertainment. I'm Jeff. And I'm Richie. And we're here to bring you a casual conversation on the shows, films, concerts, and music that we see, listen to, and observe throughout our careers. Today's conversation may feature spoilers on the entertainment that we are about to talk about. So it is now Friday, February 24th, 2023. Yes. And we have some fun things to talk about today, and we're going to start off in Broadway. So, Broadway show this week, if you're looking at our video behind me, you can see the Neil Diamond musical, A Beautiful Noise, is behind me. Beautiful Noise. Richie? All right. Tell us well, about I'll, it. Well, the Neil Diamond musical Beautiful Noise is a book by Anthony McCartan with music and lyrics by Neil Diamond, of course, at the Broadhurst Theater in New York City uh, with choreography by Stephen Hodgett and directed by Michael Meyer. Um, there's a lot of things coming now and a lot. And I think we're going to be really got, diving into this spring season talking about all sorts of theater. Mm-hmm. So our opinions are really going to be all over the map. We're going to love some things. We're going to not love some things. Yes. Um, and that's okay because I think there's a – you know, it, it's interesting because I think there's a difference between you can like something and maybe n- think it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And you can also think something's working and not like it. So okay. those, those are two different things. Um, with this, I'm <laughs> not sure I really liked it and I also don't think it's working. And so <laughs> I think there's two conver- – maybe those are two different conversations. But sure. I wasn't really a big fan of this. Um, I was very confused at times. I was a little lost. Um, and while there is some talent up there, and I do think I understand the legacy of this man and his music, and I think that that's something to be said, mm-hmm. uh, I was just very lost. I guess a word to describe it. I didn't know it's, what was going on half the time. I wasn't really engaged in it. Um, it we, is a good way to put it. Yeah. Like just being lost. And I think that's something with theater as a whole. Like you and I, we definitely always go into a show like – having no expectations, mm. I think. Or sometimes maybe they're a little bit high. Or or what I've been trying to do now is just go in with no expectations yeah. and not hear all the clutter and noise that yeah. kind of surrounds a show from someone else and just say, let me try to just consume this on my own. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I did want to make like two points on A Beautiful Noise. Okay. Okay. Point number one being... Did I really need to know about how Sweet Caroline was created, the song? And it did nothing for me. Mm -hmm. And point number two, 
I think as Broadway audiences, like, can we really do without biopic musicals? Well, I think they're working in a way because they're bringing audience in. Yeah. People are seeing it. I think what's so frustrating is when you see – we can sit here and talk about this create the creativity of this show mm-hmm. until the cows come home. But at the end of the day, if it's pulling in shy of a million dollars a week, how do you – the money speaks. And so you, sometimes you see these shows and if you're a producer, you're like, well, it's selling. Okay. So it's like at the end of the day, we can say whatever we want, but I still feel like people will just say, but it's selling. And I, know, I think that's it... frustrating because it's like there's so many other shows that would probably want to be on Broadway right now. Yeah. And like – just because it's selling. So but my observation was we didn't have the greatest seats. We were upstairs and we had a decent amount of people sitting in front of us. And what I was doing throughout the show was kind of watching their reactions. And I was watching an audience on a holiday weekend. Mostly, I would say most of the people in that audience were 55 and older. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Neil Diamond fans. And there wasn't a ton of excitement on people's faces. Mm-hmm. When Sweet Caroline happened and the actors literally brought lights up in the house and said, sing with us, clap oh, with yeah. us. It was like this, all right, honey, let's go. Oh, yeah, sweet. And then, and then they would go to a serious scene. Right. And then we'd be back to like slumped in our chairs. Some people near us did leave an intermission. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I wonder if the bridge and tunnel boomer crowd tourist boomer crowd will see this and give it six eight ten months and then be like all right and this dips right you know because like with a show like this does it have the crowd like mj has right now i feel like the things we hear like with mj is like wow that was amazing i loved it we were dancing in our yeah i don't see see that happening and this it was like Besides Sweet Caroline, where they did the baseball bump, bump, bump chant. Yeah. What else were they doing? Yeah. And I also feel like there was a lot of forced moments. There was this, like, Neil Diamond then, Neil Diamond now. Yeah. The therapy chair thing, I I, I guess it tried to give it some sort of a plot. Them sitting in these very large chairs off to the side of the stage watching was odd to me. Odd. I, I... the I'm sorry, but the use of ensemble to me made no sense. The, you, they're in his mind. They're they are the beautiful noise. Yeah, forced. Th- th- there was so much forced perspective. There was almost no scenery for most of the show. The band is in this amazing piece of scenery that's barely seen in the show and it comes out at like one point, one or two moments. The band was great. I actually thought the band sounded the great. Band the did vocals sound great. were really strong, but then there was like lazy moments. The costuming to me seemed very camp and I don't know. Which it is a, exactly what it was going to look like from that yeah. time, but I don't know. Elevate it. You know, we, I we, think, you know, we didn't get to see Will Swenson. No, we this. saw Nick Fradiani, who is this, the alternate who goes on two dams a week for him. Yeah, And he played the role great. Yeah. And he, sounded he sounded great. Just I thought like he him. sounded just like Neil Diamond. But we Ed. say this about every <laughs> musical. Oh, it sounded just like Carol King. Oh, yes. it sounded just like Cher. Oh, it <laughs> sounded just like but that's like only what we take out of these shows. Yes. And it's and it was very Las Vegas review-esque for me. Right. It felt like that. You know, one thing I want to ask you, because like I think a, a fun thing to do would be like each show we should pick out who the standout yeah. performer was yeah. from the show. So I have my standout okay, performer. Okay, I do too. And we don't know who we chose, right? <laughs> Mine is actually Bree Sudia. Did you think the same thing? We're on the same ah, wavelength. Oh, that's great because we did not plan that. I said she is the standout here. And she's she pl- playing multiple p- characters. But the main one that she's playing is Ellie Greenwich, who is a pioneer in the music or industry. Or Greenwich, depending on how you say her last name. Because I, I don't even know. Yeah, that she's playing the record producer in the 
Yes, yeah. and she—that's a real person. Yeah. she's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. She's a singer, songwriter, producer okay. from that time. That's major. And even for someone like that, she wrote songs like "Be My Baby," yeah. "Christmas, Please Come Home," "Chapel of Love," okay. "River Deep, Mountain High." Like yeah, big the song stuff. credits are rolling with her. And you know what? I what I loved about Bree's performance here was that. She really captured what I think it would be like to be a, that record producer. And I didn't really know a lot about yeah. uh, Ellie during yeah. that time. And I was like, who is this powerhouse woman and who did really find Neil Diamond? And then she and then she plays Rose Diamond, Neil Diamond's mother, later on. And that was great too. And yeah. her vocals were strong. I wanted I wanted her on stage more. Yeah. But the fact that we saw the Neil Diamond musical and that we both found someone else who is not Neil Diamond, who's only in a few scenes, to be the most captivating, wonderful performance of the show, that speaks volumes to the show. Because some of these ensemble members are really standing out. Well, it does speak volumes to the show. And it also speaks volumes on, like, I kind of feel like I would be more interested in watching a musical about this woman's life than Neil Diamond's. yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and and then I was like, oh, Mark Jacoby, like he played the older Neil. And I was like, okay, he's been on a lot of Broadway shows. But it was like zombie-esque. Yeah. They kind of they kind of made him this like zombie shell of a guy aimlessly wandering the stage at times. It was lo- once again lost. He seemed lost. The doctor up there the whole show yes. seems lost. It just seems like the ensemble put forcing them into certain scenes to stand there. They seem lost. It just seems like a very Lost show to me. Well, okay. So interesting for like a what we did like moment. Yeah. I, I personally kind of did like the concept of the show. It okay. was a little different than what we traditionally see in terms of biopic. You know, this whole therapy idea for this musical was kind of an interesting concept. Sure. You know, I think therapy is great for people if they need it. And I just feel like it started there and then it just went... Like yep. down to the ground, and like, and they lost what the concept of this was. Yeah, and then I just feel like, and then I mean, I would like to shout out um, Robin Herder. She's really talented. I loved her. She's a Tony nominee from from um, Moulin Rouge. This was okay. I thought she was doing more acting here than Moulin Rouge. She had more scenes to play. Her song seemed okay, but she's a dancer, and her. I don't even think the choreography was working for well, her. Well, I think she was underutilized in yeah, this. Yeah. Like, like, you have this powerhouse woman here. Put her who, in a major dance feature. And yes. instead, she's, like, walking well, around a lot. Don't even, like, for things that didn't work for me, don't even get me started on the choreo. because no, I, I, it didn't work for me at we all. We have moments where the, the, these ensemble members, and I know they're the beautiful noise, and I know noise in your head is supposed to be distracting, but don't hit me over the head yeah, with that. Because yeah. they were annoyingly on that stage at times. Yeah, and then and then it, it just seemed like it was just lazy choreography at times. Yeah. Talk about another word, lazy. The lighting to me is like, let's just flash a bunch of lights. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what color they are. It doesn't matter where they're facing. We'll flash. The audience will flash. And when they're singing, we'll just flash a bunch of lights. Now, let me tell you something. We've seen some pop concerts lately. Yeah. And some of that lighting is like, boom, boom. It's specific to the music. It's cutting edge. It's not like, just flash a bunch of lights and call yeah. it a day. And this was like such a disservice to like the pop concert industry that this mm-hmm. lighting designer says at times let's just put a bunch of lights up when they're singing i think that is so lazy well I, it doesn't make any sense to me right and just like it didn't work like there's moments in a beautiful noise that just did not fully work and i am over beyond over audience participation yeah. being 
forced in a Broadway musical. It's tacky. It's like, don't shine the lights on us for us to sing. Yeah, Sweet Caroline. I don't want to. When then <laughs> and then in the other breath, the, the industry also complains. Oh, the audiences are getting so rowdy lately. Well, you're literally encouraging. Which, like, which, uh, which this did the complete opposite. They wanted a rowdy audience in this show, and the audience was like... Yeah, they weren't really into it, I know. <laughs> also, I I understand Neil Diamond has one or two or three big hits, but and I didn't grow up with this music. I didn't know most of the music, and I'm listening to it, and I'm like, okay. Like, I understand he's wildly successful. Like, there's definitely, like, a niche market of people for him that love his music over the last 50 years, but, like, I'm like, mm, okay, like, Sweet Caroline, I'm a believer, and... Uh, America, okay, great, but yeah. like, but Carol King has like a heat and Cher have tons of hits. Yeah, I'm thinking of some of the other Bible, you know. And this, I'm like, did we need this? Yeah, I don't know. I think to kind of wrap this yeah. up a little bit, yeah. I'm going to say something here about what could have possibly worked for this show, and I think what made this not work too was that we had this concept of this therapy idea, and then. Moments of concert-style staging throughout the show, which I'm kind of over. Yeah. But wouldn't this have made a little bit more sense for you to really feel bad for Neil Diamond? Sure. And to find the root of, like, where his loneliness and, at times, depression came from? It needed to be a play with musical yeah. moments. It needed to go really there on an acting level so that we could see what it's like to be a powerhouse artist in the industry who's lonely, mm-hmm. who has issues. Because when we look at artists, I think, as consumers, we say, what do they have to be sad about? Why are they lonely? They have the whole world out there at their fingertips praising them and being happy for them. And instead, I'm like, all right, I don't really feel mm-hmm. bad for him mm-hmm. because we didn't get to go to Sirius Town. Right. But wouldn't it have been so interesting to have a more stripped down version of Neil Diamond songs playing in the background from the lyrics that this doctor is literally talking to him about Mm -hmm. saying, why did you write this? And then have a stripped moment of someone else singing it. Yeah. There's also like putting two chairs in the middle of this empty stage for many of the scenes and not bringing it closer to the audience, pulling a curtain and making it a little more intimate in some of those more intimate moments. There was no intimate moment. It was just exposed on this huge empty stage it just from it a was, director's perspective it makes no sense to me and it was christmas uh, uh, um a christmas carol-esque where it's like the doctor's taking him through his past yeah yeah and yeah. being like look at what you did here yeah, and look yeah, at what you did yeah. there and i'm like no yeah. sorry pass i i will say <laughs> and that's why i think there's a diff- maybe you're a neil diamond fan and you love hearing this music live you can still think it doesn't work yeah. That's why what, one thing I was going to ask you is you're like you're we know you're a big Kelly Clarkson fan. If they made a Kelly Clarkson biopic musical about her life and you're a huge fan, would you be able to sit and say I love her, I loved hearing her music live, but if it was the same structure, could you t- remove your like for the person and say this does not work? If her musical one day It's not what I want for Kelly Clarkson yeah. on Broadway. Yeah. The yeah. thing is, I don't want a biopic yeah. musical about Kelly Clarkson. I either want her to star in a musical, I either want her yeah. to write music to for a musical, mm-hmm. or be part of the musical yeah. in some other way. But you know, to just see her story, which I already know and love, and uh, I just think it wouldn't work. Yeah. Whereas you have something like some of the pop songs. Like like and Juliet kind of, but also when you see some like the new Britney Spears musical coming, it's not about her life; it's her music set to an original story. Abba, 
the music set to an original story. Right. Maybe those that are not works the bio, better. Those right? are not bio people. They're just jukebox. Yeah. It's a little different, yeah, a little you know? Yeah. So. Well, yeah, this was uh, quite the trip of a show. And um, I, I'm grateful people are working on Broadway. I'm grateful it's selling yeah. because the well, people are getting I'll paid. Still, like, I'm never going to take my hat off yeah. to the, the caster yeah. because they're, they're working, working they with working the material hard. that they're given and they're giving it their all. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'm not going to knock them there. Right. So, right. Right. anyway. There we go. That's our thoughts. And now we're taking a turn into pop music world. Pop world. Okay. I This week I want to spotlight um, a pop star here that's – turning into a pop star is Miss Renee Rapp. Mm, yeah. Um, Renee, we've talked about a few times in the past here, and she actually released like a more EP style album over the summer. And we kind of didn't really get a chance to talk about it. So I want to bring it up now because today Renee released a deluxe version mm. of that. The album is called Everything to Everyone Extended. Cool. So um, I... I would love to really kind of highlight three things that I'm loving about Renee Rapp right now. I love that she stays true to her theater roots and her pop star lifestyle. I really love that she's going to be playing Regina George in the Mean Girls film. Yep, yep. And I love that she really embraces who she is as a person, especially with her bisexuality and being vocal about that. I think she's a great kind of role model in this space about saying, hey, I could be a more than kind of a triple threat in many different areas mm-hmm. of this. Mm-hmm. And I'm a singer, I'm an actor, I'm a writer, and it's it's just working. And not to say, I mentioned, she's also starring in Sex Lives of College Girls, which is a great coming-of-age TV show that's on HBO right yeah. now. So. She's she has a great sound to her voice. Her vocals mm-hmm. are really strong. She has that Broadway pop mix where she can go a little Broadway, she can go a little pop, and she sits on that teetered line, and I think that works really well for and her. And it's great, and it's storytelling. And she's making these strong career choices. She keeps putting music out. She keeps appearing in things. She's going to be doing this movie now. She was on Broadway, you know, so she's yes, done her thing. which I got to see. I actually did see The Mean Girls when she was on Broadway. Right before it closed, right? Shortly mm-hmm. before, yeah. Yeah, so there so, we go. And she was great in that. Yeah. So I, I I just kind of feel like she as a person and as an artist is doing everything right right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. And I think she's going to be the one to watch yeah, in this sure. industry. You know, what do you want to see her kind of do next? Well, you know? I'm always a big fan. If you look back in theater history and you look back in TV history and Broadway history, people came and went in the Broadway industry. Julie Andrews. Dick Van Dyke, if you look at some of those people, they were they would started on Broadway, they went to do a movie or film, Rita Morena, Cheetah Rivera. Some of these people have kind of come in and out of doing TV and then movie. I think it's really smart when you see that. Um, Idina Menzel and Christian Chenoweth might be examples of people now that kind of do that. Mm-hmm. But she should do that. I would like to see her like do the movie, do the pop music, release, do your concerts. I think she just did a concert in New York recently. Mm-hmm. Then Go do a Broadway show for six months or eight yeah. months and then go back. Into, I think that's really healthy for a performer to try new things and do different things and appear and pl- do a play with no music. Show us your acting with maybe no music. Well, it's also um, like the know. perfect opportunity for a producer and a sh- creative team to look at this and say, she is making a run in this industry. And do we create a role for her or do we cast her in something mm-hmm. that's upcoming? You know, it, it would be something to really look out for, yeah, I think, for sure. with her. So no. anyway, I want to praise her on that. I, yeah. There are a few songs that really stand out as the bops on the album for me, which are Colorado. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and she, the, one of the new songs that she released was Bruises. Yeah. So, really great music. I love it. I'm definitely yeah. going to be listening to it. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I also wanted to highlight one other pop artist that 
came out this week with a their fifth studio Adam, which is Adam Lambert. Adam released High Drama today, which is a collection of cover songs. So I kind of started listening to this album today, and I said to myself, I think I'm on the fence about this one, Adam. Mm, yeah. And you want to know why? I think it's because it just brought me back to his American Idol days, where he was really taking songs and kind of putting his own twist on it. And he brought his musical theater background to the music and took it and just made it his own. And now I'm like, I'm listening to these and I'm like, I don't feel like he's doing that with this. I don't feel like he's making the songs his own. He's just kind of putting like a little pop take on some of these cover songs, which a lot of them are big songs that we all know. And I'm just like, why is he doing this? It, it, he does this like high belts, tenor belts in everything. And it's not screaming. It's healthy. I actually think he sounds pretty good when he sings. But it's like, it's like the same. It almost sounds like everything is like hard rock, big belts. Hard rock. Can this next song be a half step higher and make it a little louder and edgier? And it's like, and I know you have that edgy vibe too, but try something new. Like, I don't know, like cover songs. Did we, it goes back to the question, did we need this right now? Like, why did you do this? I don't know. Adams has such a interesting career because he was doing so well with like, what do you want from me? Or like for your entertainment yeah. and ghost town. Yeah. And it was like this, we don't really have a pop star like him in the male space. Right. That's really like writing fun dance music from the male perspective. And it kind of feels like he just said, all right, I had my career moment and now I'm just going to go back to what I know. And you know, I, other, other little... pop people have done this before. I mean, your girl, Barbara loves putting out cover sure. <laughs> albums. Over and over again. I know, again. and that made her big. I mean, her covers, I mean, are what people, I know, I get, and it works for some people. Yeah, you know? it's just, I find. But she was also starring in films at the same time and directing films at the same time, producing. I mean, she was doing a million things. Like, what else is he doing? Did he just wake up and, like, I haven't seen him do Broadway. Yeah. He has a musical theater background, but he doesn't do Broadway? I don't know. Yeah, and he I, could. Totally could. I don't know, you know, I, I just. It's interesting. Like, I just find. Cover songs are so interesting. You really have to make them your own for them to stand out. Yeah. And, you know, with Barbara, usually it's a stripped down cover song of maybe a popular song or just something from Golden Age musical theater. Yeah. And, like, wouldn't it have been a little bit more groundbreaking to be like, oh, Adam at the piano doing. Well, I always say when someone just pulls it back yeah. and does something very different, like what I always use the Gaga. Uh, example with Tony Bennett. When you pull back for just a year or two or three and you do some jazz and you do a couple live concerts of that, then you go back to something. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with just like taking it, taking a backseat on trying something new and different. I don't know. Right. And that's what for, for Adam, it's like, all right, what is going to make you stand out? Mm. You know? Yeah. And I don't think this is doing that. It's like, this was like, okay, cool. Next. Good for you. But you know, at least you're still making music. Yeah. And I, like I said, I think he does sound good. I think he has a good voice, but right, you know, right. All right. Well, we're getting ready to wrap up here. Uh, theater news. There I have a little go. bit of theater news. Um, JoJo, the pop singer, is making her Broadway debut, Moulin Rouge, playing Satine in April. April to July is the run. Um, Derek Klena is going to return, taking over for Aaron Devitt in April at the same time. So we have two new stars for the show. Um, thoughts on this? My thoughts on this are: Are we get? Are we, have we officially hit stunt casting for this show? 
where we need these pop names to keep it going. You don't need it because it's selling so well, so I guess they don't need it. But she can really sing, and I think she'll actually be amazing in this. Um, I also think that the show will like never close now because there's going to be people returning. And is this the opportunity for people to return now and say, oh, I saw it when it opened. I'll go back now and see it five years later, four years later, whatever. They might be looking at that for Mulan Rouge, yeah. that they might need that. Yeah. Uh, I think that they should have been stunt casting from the beginning yeah. because I always wanted to see two bigger names in the, the roles. Uh, I 100% would want to go back and see yeah. Jojo in this role. I'm a little like, why aren't they doing it for um, the lead guy? Yeah. Yeah. Christian. Yeah. And I feel like they're cycling in the same people for Christian over and over again. And we still haven't got that like, wow, Christian, but yeah. You know, all right. Yeah. I, but I would go back and see JoJo. Yeah. I think she's the perfect person for this. I still, I still want Vanessa Hudgens to uh, play that. That would be I still amazing. want Vanessa Hudgens yeah. to play that role. Yeah. I think she would be perfect. And they're sleeping on not casting her in that yeah. role. Yep. Yeah. So there we go. All right. Well, that's the Broadway news. A little bit of Broadway news there. And it'll be exciting. Maybe we'll go see it. We'll see. Well, actually, I have a little bit of like a pop Broadway thing that okay. I wanted to bring up. But the Jonas Brothers just announced yes. today that they will be going to Broadway, not in a Broadway show, but they are doing a one-week run on Broadway at the Marquee Theater. Of their concerts. Concerts. Of their music, yep. They are doing a five-night stunt here where they are performing each one of their albums, one night, so like their first album the first night, second album second night, and so on, Mm -hmm. up into the lead of the release of their new album. Nice. That's exciting. I think using Broadway houses, if it's sitting empty for a few months and it's a big house in Times Square and you can the the venue can make some money off of that and put the concerts there. As we see, Madison Square Garden, Barclays Center, MetLife, these concerts are wildly expensive. So like putting these concerts in Broadway houses, I don't know what the ticket sales are going to be, but it's... Smart. Yeah, I still, I'm still looking at this and I'm wondering, uh, are we going to see more people using the Broadway yeah. houses for their little one-week concerts? Maybe they'll do like short residencies yeah. there. We've seen Broadway people do it. Kristen Chenoweth did like her one-week concert at, at a theater once. Mm-hmm. It was just a concert version of her music and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. But I'm sure this this won't be considered a Broadway. No, usually you need a book and a story yeah. and a production. Yeah. This is just a music concert. Just using. Yeah. Yeah. And they've used Broadway houses before for music concerts. That doesn't really usually hit Tony eligibility or anything unless it's billed as like one man show or something like that. Yeah. Maybe we'll see something in the future at the Tony's where it's like best concert on a Broadway Maybe. stage. Maybe. Hey, you know what? We haven't had <laughs> Tony categories in a while. Because right? this, this actually would have been the second thing to do this because Weezer was supposed to supposed do it. Supposed to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting. Yeah. So. All right. So now it's time for Pop Music Drop. We have six new songs out this week. Yep. Let us know what they are and I'll tell you if I think they're a bop or a flop. Yeah. So it is Pop Music drop and this is richie's bop or flop moment yes we already know some they're people, my bops of the week some people so i like this part of the podcast every week and i can't wait to tell you what i think um starting with dylan every heart but mine bop love it edgy upbeat vibe bop bop <laughs> church is over bop i don't think this is gonna grow on me a little bit more i did like it i'm not like obsessed yet but definitely bop Okay. Jonas Brothers Wings. Nice. I thought this was different for them. I was like kind of a cool vibe and I liked it. And, and I, a lot of their music is bop for me. It's a good vibe. <laughs> bop it till you drop bop. it. <laughs> Next up we have Blusher Dead End. This is a little on the fence for me. It's bop-esque. I'll put it at borderline on the fence. Why, it, on I, the, why on the fence? It's just, I just have like an eh feeling to it. I think I need to listen to it a little bit more. I On the fence. Yeah. <laughs> 
Next, we have M. Behold, Roller Coasters Make Me Sad. Nope. Not feeling this. Sorry. I did. I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh, the music's kind of nice. The lyrics are not working for me. No, I love the lyrics. No, I, it's not my thing. I was like, nope. Please. I'm not sure about this. It's okay. Please. I'm not going to say it's flop. It could be bop potential. It's but... a bop. Bye. <laughs> and last up, we have Tamara with Frozen. This is a bop. Really good bop. vibe on this. Oh, I like the, he likes the vibes. I like the chill vibes on the bops. Not roller coasters make me sad. But Frozen, yeah. All right. Five out of six. I, there's always one I'm always a little like, mm. Yeah, I want them all. Yep. So all right. there we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was a, yeah. That, I mean, listen, there's always music coming out. It's nice that the Friday, on these Fridays, we have these albums coming out, some singles coming out. There's so much Broadway coming now. So we get that in and, and you know. Yeah, this was great. Yeah. <gasps> oh. oh my gosh, we're getting almost out of time here. So A Beautiful Noise, Renee Rapp, Adam Lambert, JoJo, Jonas Brothers, and the Pop Music Drop. A lot of wonderful things we got to talk about. Yeah, here lots of good things to digest today. We have um, we we've been seeing some shows, and yeah, um, next week up. a little preview for you. But next week we're going to be talking about Miss Jessica Chastain in a Doll's House, yeah. which that's a very exciting one yeah. for us to I talk. Can't about. wait to talk about that. We also saw Bad Cinderella. We have an episode coming up about that. <laughs> um, you might just want to check in on that in a couple weeks. Subscribe now for the Bad Cinderella conversation. We might need a lot more than maybe that's going to get its own, that's going to get its own full podcast oh episode gosh. because woohoo! But yeah. Anyway, thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Please subscribe to your this podcast on your favorite Spotify or Apple Music channel. Leave us a review and let us know what you loved today. We also want to hear from you uh, in our conversations and engage with us. So head over to Instagram and TikTok at Half Hour Podcast and comment on the latest post about this podcast episode. We would love to hear from you. Yes. Thank you so, all so much for listening. So until next time, I'm Jeff. And I'm Richie. Signing off for now. Saying ta-ta. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.